listener production. Hello, and you are very welcome to another episode of Half Science Explained with me, Ellen Fidian, a science journalist with Cosmos magazine. What's your favourite hiccup cure? A fright? Holding your breath? Drinking water from the wrong side of the glass? I never fully understood the geometry of that one. My favourite, completely unscientific hiccup tactic is to do 20 star jumps. This has no measurable effect on my hiccups, but it makes them a much lower priority on my list of physical complaints. Hiccups are very weird quirks of our anatomy. We don't really understand what causes them, what purpose they serve, or what stops them. But scientists are closing in on a few answers. Today, we're going to investigate the bizarreness that is the hiccup. (gasps) What are hiccups? You're probably familiar with the feeling of hiccups, but let's take a look at the anatomy of one. Hiccups, scientific term singletus, are primarily the fault of two parts of the body, the diaphragm and the epiglottis. The diaphragm is a big muscle below your lungs. It's the major reason you breathe. As it contracts and expands, air gets pulled in and pushed out of your lungs. The epiglottis is a small flap of tissue that sits at the top of your windpipe, flipping shut when you're eating so that you don't inhale food or liquid. Hiccups happen when the diaphragm spasms. This sudden movement sucks air into the lungs quickly and your epiglottis slams shut. (gasps) The hick sound is caused by the epiglottis closing the door. Other animals with diaphragms can also hiccup. Cats, rats and dogs all hiccup and I cannot urge you enough to look up videos of rabbits hiccuping. Horse hiccups are called thumps. In fact, many of the details on hiccup anatomy came from a team of Japanese researchers in the 1990s who spent a lot of time studying hiccups in anaesthetized cats. Hiccups are usually pretty brief, but some unfortunate people can get hiccups that last for days or weeks. The world record holder for hiccups is Charles Osborne, who started hiccuping 20 to 40 times a minute after an accident in 1922 which doctors theorize caused either a small stroke or a change to his rib structure, causing his diaphragm to spasm. Osborne was the recipient of literally thousands of suggestions for cures, but nothing worked. In 1990, 68 years later, they unexpectedly stopped. More seriously, hiccups that last longer than 48 hours can be a sign of an underlying condition, like a lung or kidney disease or brain damage in the area of the brain that controls the diaphragm. They can also be a side effect of medications like anti-epileptics. Because the causes are so diverse, the treatments are too. Sometimes addressing that condition addresses the hiccups, sometimes it doesn't. There are a couple of anti-nausea medications that can soothe the hiccups. Clopromazine, which is branded in Australia as Lagatil, and metoclopramide have both been shown to work on occasion. In really serious cases, people might need surgery to the nerves that control the diaphragm to remedy the hiccups, if they can't find anything else that works. This used to be done by severing the nerves permanently, but recently, researchers have come up with more reversible ways to tie the nerves shut in surgery. What causes them? We don't know what causes these spasms in the diaphragm. They're controlled by the nervous system, but what triggers our nerves? It varies from person to person. Food and drink are often triggers, particularly fizzy drinks or hot food or eating too quickly. Alcohol is a particularly notorious hiccup inducer. Scientists don't have a great reason for this. 
It could be that it messes with the muscles in your esophagus, which then triggers the diaphragm, or it could be something to do with brain chemistry, or it could just be that beer and cider is carbonated. Other common triggers include smoking, stress, and pregnancy. But, as I'm sure we're all aware, hiccups can happen independently of any of these. If hiccups serve an evolutionary purpose, that's also a mystery to us. They might assist with dislodging food in the throat or possibly with getting gas out of the stomach, like burping. This might help to explain why babies hiccup so much more than adults. But we don't know for sure. Can they be cured? Everyone's got a hiccup remedy. But what does the science say? There are dozens of tricks that doctors suggest, all of which have a bit of an expert-approved home remedy ring to them. Some involve breathing, holding your breath, breathing deeply, or breathing into a paper bag. Others suggest eating, maybe a bit of white sugar or honey, ice, or something sharp like ginger, lemon, or vinegar. One cure favored by bartenders is quickly eating the flesh of a lemon wedge soaked in bitters. A 1981 study in the New England Journal of Medicine done by a doctor and a bartender found that this worked in 14 out of their 16 volunteers, all of whom got hiccups when they were drunk. Oh, to have been a fly on the wall while they were planning that study. There are even devices you can buy to stop hiccups. One, the Hickaway straw, makes people suck water through a special straw in a manner designed to contract their diaphragm. A study with a couple of hundred regular hiccuppers found they rated it better than home remedies. In the medical literature, there are dozens and dozens of case studies showing one thing or another works. Broader data is sparse. Because they usually only last a few minutes, it's hard to run a giant clinical trial on hiccups. Most studies involve chronic hiccuppers who may have underlying conditions that make their hiccups different to your common or garden hiccups. One of my favorites is a letter sent to the Journal of the American Medical Association in 1966. The method proposes putting a spoon, fork, or other metal object in a glass of water and holding the metal against the temple while sipping from the glass. The writer claims he's been getting people to do it for nearly 30 years and it has never failed him. I have not been able to arrive at a reasonable explanation, physiological or otherwise, which would throw any light upon the manner in which the desired effect is achieved, he writes. Necromancy has been suggested, but I gravely doubt it. The editors of the journal are unconvinced by this letter. And given the writer's actual research is in natural selection and ecology, I've got to say I'm on their side. Having a PhD does not make you an expert in everything. In 2000, another case study reported a man who'd had persistent hiccups for four days following treatment for back pain, but they stopped when he had sex with his wife. Specifically, they stopped at the climax of the session, and he didn't have another case of hiccups for at least a year. If this has worked for anyone else, it's unknown to science. Ultimately, because most hiccups go away after a few minutes, the only infallible cure is to wait them out. If you're doing something when your hiccups stop, maybe that worked, or maybe that's just what you were doing when your hiccups stopped. When it comes to hiccups, when in doubt, wait it out. Or try some star jumps, just for fun. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app, and head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Ha! Science Explained. <laughs>